0: Check, check, David T. Miller,
1: folks. Loading artist audio inside. Loading artist audio inside. Oh, it's art it's art cast, it's art cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair. Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care. Loading artist, audio inside. Loading artist, audio inside. So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too. Adjust your volume, it's hard cast. Philip J. Mellon welcomes you, so sit back. Oh, yeah, it's Artcast. Loading artist. Audio inside. Loading artist. Audio inside.
0: Hey, and welcome to ArtCast. Be sure to check out the artist's websites, or ArtCast.com, and check out the work and links. All right, let's get started. This episode's guest is Charlottesville, Virginia-based painter Sarah Boyd-Yoder. Words of the day. Color, improv, hungry, iteration, and guru. In the conversation, Sarah draws parallels between music and painting, collecting visuals subconsciously through experiences outside of the studio, not to mention the practice of hoarding paint, and what the viewer can be for a finished piece of art. Sarah also shares a bit about being a mother, and what the artist herself was doing while reading books to her children, and more. We have the five words question making its appearance in the interview, so don't miss that and keep your ears tuned for a few questions submitted by previous Outcast guest Fiona Stanbury. Thanks for the great questions Fiona. So let's listen in and welcome Sarah Boyce Yoder to the podcast. But I definitely wanted to just say welcome and I'm glad you have the time for the for an interview.
2: Oh, thank you. Thanks again for for inviting me. It's always a gift to talk to someone who's interested about the work and especially other artists. I think like, they ask the best question (laughs) and they, they, I think they understand the the answers in a way that, you know, you hope other, you want to try to help other people understand them, but there's sort of a shorthand often, which is great.
0: Yeah. I've been thinking about color a lot lately and just like a a personal note, like I listened to an old, uh, episode about where this artist talked about color a little bit and he mentioned something about painting in general and how some what and i, I thought about even conversation like just the idea of information like versus like saying something is red instead yeah. of like w- what kind of red or um like information versus like a nuance or a subtlety or yeah. like a response like an emotional response sometimes even to a color and uh, mm-hmm. i just I found that really interesting. And as a self-critique, I, I, I hope the questions do that, like dig into more than just the information, like straight, like a recipe. And instead of having the, the meal, so to speak, like, hopefully it's more of the meal and less of the recipe. Yeah, <laughs> if I like if that, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah. So um, I definitely am interested in your palate and, you know, I have a list of questions in front of me. And I'm, I think I'm going to jump to one that has to do with color, just because I mentioned it. Sure. Um, uh, where is it? <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. looking at my sheet here, so.
2: I have my sheets in front of me, too. Oh, here. okay.
0: <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs>
1: no.
0: Uh, where did I put that? You know, it's funny. Just to jump right into your paintings, I, I feel like uh, a lot of them go from simple to complex, and yet... Um, they they're still part of the same series of family even Mm -hmm. though on your website i noticed you do have them broken up into like say groups of you know some kind or uh in a way and and i find that like especially with the palette and even the darks kind of have their own glow to them like there's definitely a lot like a lot of nuance there and um uh i don't um where did i go with that um and I was just curious like if, if if that was sort of an immediate or in the moment type of thing or if you ever like pre-mix anything like as far as your colors go and kind of set yourself up for moving forward like having the ease of a, of a painting session or?
2: Um, I don't ever mix any colors. Yeah. Like I guess very recently right before the the pandemic started I had finished like these three in a row, like really big paintings. And I mixed a little bit of color then, but for the most part, I don't mix it at all. And um, I think my palette has a lot to do with, like how I acquire the paint literally. Like um, I'm always sort of like trolling around in the world outside of the studio. Like my eyes are always sort of like hungry and, I used the word like a magpie the other day to someone where I'm like all the pretty shiny things and I get them. And it's not like because I have a plan for them. It's just that I reacted to it in the moment. And um, so I'm always like hoarding and gathering paint. And I get like, I just use acrylic. I mean, I have oil sticks and like crayons, but it's all really for the most part water-based so it can all mix together. And I'm always like looking for like in the clearance aisle where like the weird colors are. (laughs) And and also I love acrylic because there's sort of like an infinite amount of colors. Like there's all the fluorescence and the weird like hues that are kind of off or awkward and just whatever I see, I grab it and then I bring it into the studio And it's sort of just always there at arm's length away. And so I work on multiple things at one time and, and it always, it makes sense to me that there's like a, you know, like a capital P palette because it's sort of like, I'm just like collecting this, this raw stuff. And then I come in and like do all the things with it. Yeah. I mean, there's some, like sometimes I can look, like look back and scan And uh, I recognize a color or two that I found, and then I ran out of it. And because it was like a clearance paint, it discontinued or whatever. Like I, it's no more, and I can't buy it anymore. And so I'm like, wow, I remember that shiny green, you know? And but then it's gone. And so you're like, it stamps all that work in time at a moment in my mind.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's like a special uh, artifact, I guess.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I noticed that I pick up certain colors again and again. Like, you know, you just said something about um, saying something's red. And there's so, as you know, like there's so many kinds of red. So like I've been really attracted lately to all the different hues, like um, like crimson and uh, what's a vermilion, like the more orange one. And the um, alizarin, like the really uh, transparent kind of like, how would you describe it? It's like really cool, like a magenta almost. Yeah. And so I felt like, you know, sometimes there'll be over longer passages of time, like certain same colors will pop up again and again. But I'm really like sort of react, like having a gut reaction to a color on the shelf and then I get it yeah. and then I bring it in and I try to figure out
1: how to
0: make it all work together yeah i mean uh the palette thing is so cool to talk about with with your work because i feel like it's like pretty distinct Mm. and and i find myself getting used to you know some of your posts um Mm -hmm. uh because of that and then all of a sudden you know the deep reds of course and maroons and the the pinks and everything and and then i couldn't help but jot down the fact that like you threw out a curveball i think the other day with Uh, field of vision where you had a lot of green yeah I I just that's like pretty pretty cool uh surprise you know
2: love that I mean part of what happens too is like you know I mentioned working on a lot of things at one time and so there almost always are like scraps or sections of older paintings around me when I'm working and then you know whatever that exact palette was last year this year there's sort of another one and then you put the two together yeah. and you see you see what happens you know or how they relate you know
0: right or there's uh, some kind of vibration perhaps or
2: yeah yeah like that's what i love it and it is with color and it's with the forms too that there always ends up being some kind of like relationship or through line that you didn't notice before or that surprises you. And it's always very, I don't know. I love seeing that. Cause it means that, I don't know. It means you've just been working.
0: Yeah. Still moving like continuously.
2: Yeah. That continuous movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also love like, I think part of what I achieve by choosing my colors that way, instead of like, buying a set of all the colors, like so that I have everything, like um, picking and choosing so that I kind of have like all these random ones that were filtered through my sensibility. Like I picked them up for a reason. But then there are always like these unexpected combinations that I, I, you know, if I tried to plan it out, I, I wouldn't have done it. But because it was right there in the studio and I could grab it, you know, it's like, oh, wow, these things look so ugly together but then when you you know you put them together plus one other thing it's amazing or it's it's just the right kind of awkward or something so you get these unexpected color relationships um by being kind of a hunter out in like a a little different on a different plane than when you're in the studio working you know
0: yeah it's interesting um I, for some reason this morning I thought about you know, like the the old saying or adage uh like art imitates life and um
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and that, I guess that's that two that two zones or realms that you can be in uh even in a in a simple day or or uh maybe longer than a day you're out and then the other day you're in the studio and then it just seems interesting to be able to collect like different, you know, sort of experience like visually and response, I guess.
2: Totally so, And I love it when it surprises you, because that's what I think, that's where I feel like the studio practice is so um, generative and generous to me, because, you know, if you're out that day doing stuff, and then you come in the studio the next day and you make something and you're like, oh my God, that is the color that I saw yesterday Mm -hmm. on that flower, or oh my god, that is the shape of that window that I passed. And the point is, I wasn't even paying attention to it. But now, because I was in the studio and and working, it pulled that memory back to me, or that picture of the world back to me, in this way that really is like um, delightful and surprising. I saw I um, the artist uh, painter Kelty. Ferris she said something like for her the abstraction um and the painting was like a way to feel a kinship to the world and I was like that's really beautifully said and I think it's that you know
0: yeah you don't have to like possess it but you somehow collect it or it seems you know the happening or experience I guess I don't know it just seems interesting because it's uh, it just doesn't seem like it's intrusive, you know? No, yeah, that's right. You don't well, actually, you don't pick ahead. the flower, you you record it.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, and it, so and it doesn't die, it stays alive. And then it yeah. goes into another iteration. And I think like for me, especially with abstraction, I, I think I've always, my big problem at first was like, I also really want, the world, and how do I be in the world and have it and experience it, you know, with this kind of work and this kind of painting or these kinds of sensibilities that I have, yeah. you know? Because I wanted that. You know, I think there's some people who want to transcend or,
1: uh,
2: you know, find an alternate reality. And I, not that I don't want that, but I think there is, is something that you know you can capture about our experience now for me through this this work and this painting that it's like another layer of understanding or appreciation or uh, attention that yeah. I don't get otherwise
0: do you find that um does so I'm, I'm assuming that it begins with the visual and you collect it and then the sort of Translation uh, in a way, like once you paint it,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think. Well, let me. I'm trying to understand your question a little bit more.
0: Yeah, it's really. It, it, I don't know if it's a question. I tend to do that. <laughs> I just make a statement, but it's like just the process in general. Like where, like I guess in some way, I, I almost introduced it as like where does it begin, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or does it go back and forth in a way?
2: Is it? Is I that think clear? That- Forth. I mean I'll tell you like like one of your questions or maybe the one that um Fiona uh su- um, suggested yeah. Is, yeah. like like where do you where do you start and in terms of like experience and the world and all that stuff like I think you know for me I loved early on like as a young student and artist the abstract expressionists because This might be going on a tangent, but because I understood, like, I I saw that work, and I was like, oh, paint is feeling, and I get that, and so I often start a painting in that mode where you're, like, laying down these colors, like I was mentioning, like, all these weird colors. I don't really care which one, but whatever looks cool right then or attracts me right then at that moment, like, just laying down, like, just paint and movement, and then... So there's sort of like an emotion and a, like a freedom. And then you start like paying attention to, I don't know, like your thoughts or, you know, for me, I have this set of like symbols that I use all the time and um, I'll start like laying those down and, and it's, it ends up all being like so relational, like how are things interacting and how are they relating to one another? Cause if you do one thing, then it's like a chain reaction, right?
0: Yeah, it's like um, it like is a, either an answer to the question or a question to the answer. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's,
2: it's a call and response. Yeah, yeah. I love that uh, idea because yeah. it's sort of it's, – then it's like you said, which comes first. It's like, well, who's doing the calling and who's doing the responding? Yeah. Is it me or is it <laughs> this is what I'm still – maybe I don't ever want to know or – or is it like, I don't know, the universe? Is it that third thing that that you activate when it's you and then the material? And then there's this third thing that comes in that, you know, like, lets you in to some place that you never get to otherwise, where you get to experience, like, the world again or memories again or... Um, even just like color and form and line, just for its own sake.
0: I decided to throw this question in early. I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. And uh, if you could d- uh, describe your work in three to five words.
2: Oh, yeah. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wrote, I wrote them down, actually. Um, curious. Resourceful. Um, playful, stubborn, and exuberant. Oh, wow. One, two, three.
0: That's five. Yeah, I'm interested by stubborn. And then. Yeah. Um, um,
2: someone said that to me recently. And at first I was like, what? Yeah. But then I really embraced that because um, repetition is like, one of the names of my game in terms of those, those shapes and forms I was talking about and colors, like repeating something like the act of repetition is really important to me. And, um, I took that as a compliment that there was like a persistence maybe, and like that someone might see like a willingness to like return to the same thing over and over again and see, how many ways you can, um, all the things you can do with it. Like I had that experience several years ago, that group of symbols that I'm talking about. My, I have two kids and they were really, they were really, really little at the time. And we were just like reading kids books all the time. And I found that um, and I wasn't working or painting in the studio very much at all. And I found that like, these like, illust- like, children's illustrations and cartoons were so refreshing because they were so clever, they're so colorful, they were so funny, humorous, and they were like very sophisticated in this way that you recognize in good abstraction. I think there's something about them being able to communicate the most things to the most people in the least amount of time. Like that's another way of saying something's designed well, but I just was like, wow, that's great. And I was like, wow, there's a lot here to look at and be delighted by and be interested in. And we were looking through this one book and it was about Georgia O'Keeffe and there were these great like cartoon illustrations. And um, one of the images was of the back of her head. So she's looking out of a window and you see the back of her head and it's um her hair is in a bun so it's like these two circular forms one on top of another and my like painter brain that was so kind of like dormant but hungry yeah. <laughs> was like oh my god that's something like pay attention to it and whenever i had time i started drawing that shape and painting that shape over and over and over again obsessively and i've just done it thousands of times and i number 1 recognized it used it and number two gave myself permission to keep repeating it and that was a huge lesson for me because I understood because this happened that it focusing on one thing led to so many ideas and it was like oh I didn't expect that Wow, you get something new every time. Wow, you can never make the same thing twice. So mm-hmm. just keep going, you know. And what ended up happening is it, I did it so much that it like animated itself and started like changing gradually into these other forms that had their own identities and like assignments that I gave them. And so now there's sort of, there's like this, I have this little toolbox kind of, yeah. of these symbols that I repeat over and over and over again and I love that the idea that they're kind of stubborn and they don't go away and that you just keep kind of like returning and returning and looking and committing to something and seeing all of the the potential ways that it can go um well I was just I was going to say something else about that but I forgot oh I it's like um I'm really interested in narrative but I'm not interested in a narrative in the same way that um like singularity isn't interesting to me but like multiplicity is and repetition can get you there I think you see the same things again and again and they you get familiar with them in your mind and then to me they start Doing something and like like I said, animating themselves and then interacting with um, and relating to the other forms, or even like piece to individual piece, to individual piece, yeah. they become like these familiars to each other and to me. And so, you know, I always hope that when people notice, like, see the work and notice that there are these like symbols that I keep using over and over again, like that that you feel invited. To like, and make up a narrative on your own, you know. Yeah.
0: It's like a documentation. It seems, or like sort of an, a you know a dig into. I don't know, like an excuse to like. Uh, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but just like you pick one thing to work with, like like a parameter, and it really yes. instead of instead of hindering the process, it actually helps it. Yes. Uh, yeah, within like within itself, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I often oh, say it seems really organic, an organic way to to come up with a series, which is yes. you know I feel like a lot of pressure to do that as an artist, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so much, you know, and it's harder to, and this is the challenge. Like it's harder to um, find something new in the same thing than it is to come up with a whole new thing every time you sit down in the studio or get into the studio, if that makes sense. So it's challenging, but it's also really like, it's also really comforting. And the other thing that it does is, well, two things and it allows you and makes you make a lot of work, which really matters is important. And number two, it, um, I just lost it.
0: Allows you to make a lot of work
2: and. It allows you to make a lot of work. Oh, darn it. Hold on. Oh, shoot. I lost it.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's in the recording somewhere and somehow it'll trigger uh the the, the listener trigger. to like where you were possibly going to go with it
2: and then i'll just i'll totally interrupt some something you're saying and be like i remembered it uh,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'll let something. that slide <laughs> it uh it makes you make a lot of work and, well i mean this isn't it but it also like it helps you recognize your own voice I think, oh, this is it. It helps you recognize your own voice. And it also, if you really care about like, for their own sake, like I said, color and form and line, like just formally as an artist, it lets you experience all of those things. It's like the whatever form that you're repeating, it's a vehicle or a portal to like loving so much color and yeah. line and form and all of the like amazing wonderful just pleasurable formal things for their own sake you know and materials the 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 way they feel like is the paint fast because it's you've like watered it down or it's it's really fluid or is it really scrubby and dry because you did something else or is the paint stick like all of those like sensual things to revel in that you, that you get to do as an artist in the studio. Like it's just a, those are just like a vehicle to, to be able to be in that. immerse yourself in all of the beautiful, sensual parts about it.
0: I'd uh, like to jump in if you don't mind with a couple of words that, that uh, came to me while looking at your work.
1: Mm-hmm
0: uh i you know you you mentioned this um i forget the exact word you use for it but anyway i'm using more than more than five words so i'll just jump to (laughs) so gesture (laughs) yeah stance which i thought about pose but um as in more so stance than um like a performance i guess you could say and of course Uh color Uh uh-huh and then undertone Which I was kind of afraid of, but I I, I, because of that I left it in.
2: Yeah. Why were Um, you afraid
0: of it? I don't know. Like it it could have like a connotation, I guess. Like 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 I don't really feel like you're hiding anything. It just seems like there's like like maybe the one of the a way to describe it is like a song or music in general where there's multiple layers, you know? Yeah. And because the your work is seemingly like right off the bat like graphic, there's definitely an undertone like nuance there too, like with with not just color but even like the application, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, um, and kudos to your photo taking skills because you can actually see that. <laughs> you know where it's.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's hard, <laughs> you know, especially now to see the work in person. So,
1: um, you know. Is that?
2: I, I, Thing to do is that part of this. I'm curious about the stance part word okay. too, but finish on the undertone part.
0: <clears throat> no, I think that was it. Um, you know, definitely about the co- the color contributes and the yeah. like the actual medium. You know that might may or may not be used for it. You know, and the application.
2: Yeah.
0: Like adding to the well, fact that you know this is a material and it's pretty pretty straightforward in some way, but um, mm-hmm. you know like kind of there's still a little bit of magic there it's not just like yeah yeah, i slapped it there and that's it you know like
2: yeah (laughs) i love the um like the reference to music and gesture because i love i mean i love like dance dance and um i'm a dance person and a music person and what i often say that um the i say this a lot the work is all about structure. I'm sorry. The work is all about improvisation within structure. And I think that's a really like musical um, concept and as well. And it's also like the key to the real, the real like joy in improvisation and the real freedom, which is kind of counterintuitive that, but it's the same thing as what I just said about picking one thing and sticking with it. Like there's there's infinity in just one thing. And, um, you know, experimenting and playing, you have to have some like, I guess, guardrails. And I, I don't know if this is relating to your question or not, but there's always sort of a there's room to be playful and to make different gestures or to leave different gestures and like remain, like retain the variety that there are like in my own hand, if you feel sort of free enough to cover it up or leave it or cut it out or paint over it or do it again and do it again, you know? And, um, I'm happy that that all that stuff comes out. And I mean, that's a big thing for me too. It's like, I really got a lot further down the road when I said, it's okay. I mean, you hear writers say this all the time, kill your darlings. Like it's okay to get rid of your favorite part of your painting because it's probably holding you back. It's like freezing you. And it's okay because it's going to come back in another way. And like I love that part about the undertone because I think about like almost like ghosts all the time because a lot of these symbols have these like identities now to me and characters, they're like characters. Mm-hmm. So like, I think of them sort of floating sort of ghost-like under the surface sometimes. And I'm really happy when you can see them like peeking out or if someone just notices that they do because it's like it's evidence of a narrative or narrative or it's evidence of like changing your mind or like the ability for multiple things to exist on one plane, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, um, like depth of, uh, not so much like foreground background or like, you know, like say viewer to, to surface of, whether it's paper or canvas but but depth like uh up and down like say in water or something in a way like i just can't help but see it like that
2: yes i love that i love that
0: some of the things you're saying like makes so much sense uh to me because like some of the questions i had for you like i couldn't help but notice like there was a central a middle like composition Mm -hmm. uh, that show that shows up quite a bit in some of your um your paintings, you know, and granted, and I don't even know if I can go so far as to call them a series. Like I know you haven't broken up on your website, but yeah. that doesn't seem like it seems like a very dry way to put it, you know, um, you know, just to describe it, even though it may be the, the common way to put it. That's, uh, that's, under, you know, you can understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, And because of that, like, I think you mentioned something about a character, which is just really, really cool to, to hear. And yeah. I, like a personal response and i almost feel like i wish i could be in front of them because i don't know how i imagined this but uh i I guess that's the only way to do it right now (laughs) to be in front of one of the paintings but i just i felt like i had to like i typed it out i had to do it because i'd forget and to like basically stop in my tracks i said maybe because of the mainly vertical compositions and and as if i'm presented with a mirror and i stop Mm -hmm. and i'm like wait was was that just me, <laughs> you know, th- this character? and But yet at the same time, some of the bigger works or more square paintings, they almost look like interiors where there's no question that the viewer becomes the character in it in some way.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, it's just like...
2: Yeah, I love...
0: I'm just, I'm glad that it came across, you know, like wh- what I'm trying to say, but... Um, well,
2: I think about, I mean, I thought you know, in the past... And then, like, again, to, to break things into the categories, like the bigger paintings and the smaller works on paper, for example, uh, or the smaller works where there is a kind of like a figure or a character that is like a subject. And then, and I love that you would just described that about looking in a mirror and being like, wait a minute, is that me?" kind of like that? That's like a portrait, almost. I love that. Then, then in the bigger works, those characters go and like live together in a space. And um, I like that you were talking about space like up and down, like as though through water. Because usually I think about space going you know, forward to back, like in the landscape, like as if there's a horizon there. But I really, like, really love that idea of it going up and down and forward and backward at the same time. Because um, then there's just, like, so many more options for people yeah. to see. I think
0: music just, without music, I wouldn't have even said that, I don't think. You know, and it's not even anything I'm doing just because I listen to it 24-7 and you're going to yeah. only naturally <laughs> be, you know, like, something's going to dawn on you, you know? yeah. And you know, as it relates to the process, like to your process, it seems so. It's pretty cool.
1: I
2: think, I'll, you know, like um, the other thing about the musical process, which is amazing. I'm not a jazz um, expert or even very knowledgeable at all, but I know that um, the idea of improvising within structure is huge in jazz in terms of it being like really experimental and improvisational and so important to it is um, interaction and relationships with musicians to each other and instruments to each other, and you know, to a lay person, you listen to like a piece, like a passage, and it feels really like random and wild, and it's actually um, so controlled and so. Um, highly trained and like expert expert yeah. um and I really think that that's a, another key to like being able to express like freedom or in in gesture or in color or in anything you know or even just to get weird like you know you ha- you, you have to have like some expertise and practice with what you're doing and you know for an artist a visual artist you get that through repeating yeah yeah so I have this quote, like um, there's a a choreographer who's a really, she's like 80 now. Her name is Twyla Tharp. And um, she's a really influential choreographer, even since like the fifties and sixties. And somebody asked her about wildness in her um, movement and her choreography. And um, she said, it may look uninhibited, but the her dancing but the wildness in her dancing is completely studied and she says the wildness is a thing that I've been able to insert because I have the control to hold on to it and I think that tension is is um it's like that place of tension is such fertile ground and it's it's sort of like the key to to any of of what we're talking about
0: yeah, I wonder uh, what what was the, her name again?
2: Twyla Tharp. Tharp. T H A R P. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, thank you. I um, I couldn't help but think of uh, the word conductor, and like yeah. I I, I kind I was curious about that with you because um, I'm trying to think where that question went. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, you okay. Well, it- you know. It's, it's a bit of a long one, but um, and it, it might be somewhat repetitive to what you've said, but I just feel like to introduce that word conductor, and I thought, well you know as far as your process goes, like what would you feel is affected more? you are the piece and like regarding decision making, do you feel it's a, a get out of the way type of situation and let the work lead in a sense or would you say you are the conductor in your own creative process?
2: Well, that's such a great question. I love that. I feel like I, I feel like there's I have like two mantras that are like run through my head when I come in here into the studio every time. And one of them is like, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Let's let's see what we can make. What can we make? And then the other one is. You can make whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And, um, I think I like that question because it's, it's, uh, I feel that feeling of like being in control and yet searching for a place where I know that I'm out of control, um, that I, I, all the time, like in, within one piece, you know, Mm and, 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 that's what I when I said earlier. Like, there's a place that you get to touch. That is that place of being out of control and out of the way. I think that out of the way is better than out of control because you have to you have to figure out how to control yourself to get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, maybe
0: a little bit like Twilight well, Tharp was kind of getting at in in some sense. Like, yeah. Like you have to observe so much and that's a lot of the practice. It's not even like, you might even just be able to sit in a park and learn so much about painting, you know, by either, whether it's a people or, or, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I find that like interesting. And that's like I mentioned earlier, like art, life, sort of uh, life art kind of thing. And I really could do a whole lot more lifing so that my art would get better. I think, you know,
2: it's also about like paying attention, you know, yeah. It's just like being like paying a ton of attention, and I think I'm not that good at it. Like you just said in life, I don't think so. But I feel like I am good at it in life. When I'm in the studio working, and I and I like get it. Like I get a paint, I get a painting, or I get something because I'm like, wow, I was paying attention enough to stop, or paying attention enough to see that something just happened and then make a, make a move based on that. And You know, I think I have another, one of your questions was like about quotes, and I'm sorry if this is getting out of order, but Twyla Tharp was the other quote that I brought in, and um, she uses the word recognize and in this quote, but recognition feels like a really important word and idea to me and because it's like a really a guiding force it's like the feeling that i use to guide myself through a painting um it's like how i know i'm on the right track how i know that i'm done like that feeling of recognizing something that you've never seen before does that make sense
0: oh totally it just seems like it's just such a a parallel to like some situations in life that are harder to, to do that with, or it doesn't, it doesn't involve. It's just the experiment, like in the studio, it's like, it's like how, how lucky that the artist is to have that Petri dish only at a larger scale to do these things. You know, it seems like nothing's going to blow up. Well, you know, for the most part.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, you're, you were saying conduct, a conducting, and I like love both forms of that word. Like, I picture a conductor up with his baton or her baton, and they are paying so much attention to so many things, like, let alone all the instruments in front of them, but also the music pages in front of them and where they are on the page and what's coming up. And you know, like, you're just like tracking so much, you know, it can feel like all of a jumble. And I, I also love the word um, conducting, like thinking about how like heat or electricity conducts through the air, I don't know, through space, um, through a body, you know, like as an artist, can you be a conductor for your, (laughs) like the boring everyday little bits of the world and like the paint that's raw materials in tubes to become this thing that is, familiar and right that never existed before to you and you know become part of this constellation of (laughs) objects and ideas in the world that wasn't there before like that's getting kind of kooky but i love both of those ideas about that word that you just introduced
0: yeah i mentioned lucky i think um yeah. outside of that you know just to be able to do it and it seems how like that's that's really where the action is and even before that like it just seems like sometimes not to get like a downer but you know when it, when then you put it in a frame it's like it doesn't it doesn't do it like it doesn't well, say where it came from totally so i guess you know it's good that there's conversations outside of it too you know otherwise mm-hmm. it, like if you go to a, a gallery show and there's no one around you know, how much of that happens? And I mean, it's nice to get the personal solitary experience with a piece. But
1: yeah.
0: I think, you know, if you if you manage that within an opening or, or, you know, a day that it's an off day where there's only five people in the gallery or whatever it might be um, to have be able to, like, share, like, how, what are your thoughts on that, you know, or feelings or imaginations yeah. about it, you know?
2: Well, yeah, because it gives it, which is what you hope, because it's a beloved thing to you that you made. It gives it, like, not another chance at life, but more life. And it, like, starts to take on layers of a story on its own independently. Like, you know, I think about, I I keep saying that everything is so relational, and then you put it up on the wall, and it's, like, all alone. And it's, like, are you lonely? (laughs) 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 Do you, you need, you know, do you need all your other friends and family back around you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the gift that, that viewers can give back to, it doesn't even have to be that it gives it back to you, the artist. It gives it to the work. It yeah. gives it like, another story. It's funny, um, my mother-in-law has one of my paintings and she just said this to me the other day and she says something like this every time I go to her house, which is like, oh, Had some friends over, and guess what you said about your painting? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm always like, Yes, tell me. And just this last time, she was like, Oh, he came in and he said, Oh, that's obviously a cowboy riding a Bronco. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, It is. It is that. It looks exactly like that. And I never saw it before. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a few things love about that which is that number one that person who I assume I'm assuming doesn't have like a lot of experience looking at abstract weird paintings but that that person felt like comfortable enough and welcome enough because of the tone of the piece to make a statement like that like to say what was on his mind and to say like oh here's what my idea is what I think it could be I love it yeah. Like, that's that. Like, that's what could this be? If people, like, go into a show of mine or look at my work at any time and one of their first thoughts is, like, what could this be? That, to me, feels like a huge success.
0: Yeah. Instead of having some sort of uh, rigid um, statement about it, like, this is this and that's all that it is.
2: Yeah, and if you don't see that, then it's not for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's intimidating, like... Abstract work can be intimidating only because people assume that they have to know what it is in order to like it and adopt it in whatever way they want to adopt it. Either if it's like own it, like buy it and have it with you in your life all the time or, or say in a way, like this is me because I, I like, I like this. I love it. And if you can't say, you know, or else people assume there's gotta be some, trick or joke, inside joke here. And I don't get it immediately. I'm not sure what it is. And so it's not for me. And I hate that because I think, I don't think that's really the artist's intention. It's not mine. I don't think it's most artist's intentions ever. But for whatever reasons, people can feel that way. And I just don't want them to. (laughs) (laughs) I want them to feel like, oh, that's funny. Or that's beautiful. What is that? And then it's like, what else could it be? The idea of like multiplicity, Um, you know, uh, Amy Selman is one of my favorite painters and she is asked this question, like what does abstraction offer today in this world? And maybe I'll I'll get the book because I pulled it out because it's just like one of my all time favorite things. And okay. What do you think abstraction offers today? She says, oh, my God, this is too huge a question. I guess in brief, I think abstraction is very much like humor in a way because it's a form that resists or refuses. Refuses what? I guess the preconceived. It's a kind of negation, but it's also a generous condition. Not this, maybe that, or maybe somewhere in between. And I really, really love that because I think that that you can take that and apply it onto us in our world a thousand times over and it would be a better place. You know, that middle ground where you're willing to just say, it's not this, maybe it's that, what else could it be? Mm -hmm. You know, there's this insistence on everything being, having an assignment and it doesn't, if it's not this, then it's that. If it's not that, then it's this. And that really puts people, I mean, if it flattens people, it flattens experiences, in a way that is really harmful. And I think this is what she's talking about. And that, you know, idea is kind of like a way to practice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I feel like it's like, (laughs) like it just clears the glass, you know, that's dirty in a way on it. Um,
2: Yeah. And can it, can it be a, can it be a joyful thing to not know instead of a frustrating thing?
0: Yeah. That's something that, even I still deal with, you know, from time to time, like I, you know, I, when I was in art school, I was like, I got to understand all this stuff, you know? Yeah. And I still kind of do that at times, you know, it's something that kind of, I, I tilt my head and and I'm like, that's maybe that's all I needed to do. (laughs) Like it might not have, you know, have to go any further than that. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I did want to jump to some of Fiona Stanbury's questions. Yeah. Um, she was nice enough to submit some. So that was cool. And I noticed that she works a lot and I think originally or early on in some of the work that she was doing, they derived from landscape. And I think recently she's been calling them paint poems, which I thought was cool. What
2: does she call them?
0: Paint poems.
2: Paint poems. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, of course I thought somehow she would have like a nice response to your work though. And I know we've talked a lot, so I'll do my best with her questions. <laughs> um, so she was curious, like, so like, do you have any particular influences or sources of inspiration? I guess an extension from that, like that, we really haven't mentioned yet or um, like, you know, yeah, that's, that's one of the things she was wondering.
2: I think I would go, just go back quickly to that. It was like such a seminal moment when I came across that um, image page in that kids book like you know illustration cartoons both in like the tone of them that they're sort of these playful like plasticky objects that you can manipulate and change and they're funny they have this like lightness to them um sort of like these bloopy kind of characters that you find in cartoons and kids illustrations and stuff you know that's that's an influence um I mean, I used to use more text in my work, but I still, I don't as much anymore, but I think I still love, um, like a lot of work that I am drawn to often has words and text in it because of the rhythm, um, you know, in ways that I can't really articulate music really has that has like an influence on me. Um, I would say I know that one of her other questions was about landscape Um, and I am not like a landscape painter and I'm not even really like an outdoorsy person but again what I love about painting is like it brings me into those places in ways that I don't get to experience them with just my like right normal five senses so like I think I would say that that I am influenced by landscape and by space in particular. I grew up in Texas and Kansas, and I finished undergrad in New Mexico. And so it's really different from where I live now in Virginia. And I think I'm always trying to feel spaciousness in the paintings, and that, that influences me. Um in ways again that aren't that concrete but I sense it because I often like when the titles come to me at the end of the work which they always do they're often yeah. it's like often a landscape or it's like things in the landscape like roads or canyons or a flo- you know bloom meaning flowers or um, mountains that come from- oh, I'm sorry that's it
0: Oh, does that come from like previous experiences, like say with a Canyon or, you know, you visited 10 years ago, but you're still talking about it now, like as a title or.
2: I mean, not specifically, but it's almost like, you know, sometimes I think about what I'm all the things I'm, I'm creating. It's like, I'm creating, um, like another universe and here's illustrations of the things that I see in this universe and sometimes they really look like things we have in this world like a mountain road or like a pass going through and I think they are related to you know photographs in my head that I could never access if I tried to draw it out realistically I could never find it but through the this process that I have I can find it again, and it's sort of like this is gonna. Sound, I don't know if this sounds weird. It's like it. It's like it makes me able to exist in like an up and down space and a forward and and backward space in time at the same time. Is that really weird?
0: I don't know. I don't know why. I just thought of like this this like multi dimensional sensory experience in a way.
2: Yeah.
1: I
0: think like spatially, and I mean it. Like, how do you recreate all of that at the same time? Like, it's just really, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's the weird part, like me saying it. You know, it's just like, how how can you recreate anything, it seems? And there's so many factors that go into it. You know, like I mentioned, like going back to the gallery or the space or even someone's home, they might own a piece. It's how you don't have all of those things that were happening at that time or even what led to it. Um And I'm and well the beauty of it is is that it can be interpreted and experienced and imagined too on that end but yeah. um this is like i think as of right now i'm i'm asking or talking a little bit like, as an artist but also as like a viewer so that's why these things come out you know and um mm-hmm. the way they do so yeah it's just it's interesting and it's it's like kind of joyful um yeah you know yeah. i love
2: that idea it's joyful, yeah. Which is amazing. Isn't it amazing that you could make something that, while you were making it, you felt like a deep sense of joy, and then yeah. somebody else could have their own sense of that, right. and like keep adding onto it and building it. You know.
0: Yeah, you think about the 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 viewer being just as lucky sometimes because then they they have it and the artist no longer does except for like in memory or in in digital pick, you know? So it's just weird how it can continue on and do, do something so different for somebody else, you know, or even the same, but, but, and uh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, In a way it's like I was saying, you know, I think about them on the wall in a gallery or something or in somebody else's home. I'm like, are you lonely? But I think it's also, it's also like, it's, it's been given more power, you know, like even if you, if you get, if you buy something from another artist and you have it in your house, it's like accumulating power every day because it's in a new place. And every new person that sees it has a reaction and um, it has a chance to, to conduct its energy (laughs) to somebody else, you know, or it just like keeps accruing. That's a good
0: word. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That put me in a good mood.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
0: I was just
2: um on that note, somebody uh, it just tinged something in my mind of what I heard the other day. But it had to do with the idea of joy. Yeah. And the fact that joy is um not just about happiness I think it's also about all the other things too like grief and sadness and discomfort and things like that like I think they were talking I think it was another artist who was talking about wanting to make quote-unquote like positive work and that's sort of uh, too simple of a word but I think it's because there's more room for more experiences there than there is in like something that's sort of dark, which which is now it's like, I feel fine saying, like I care about making things that feel positive in the world, yeah. you know, as opposed to like something that's complicated and so serious, you know, and here's, what it, here's why it's so complicated and serious. I mean, I take it seriously, I think it all it matters, and so you know there's enough room for all of the emotions and in the the hard experiences in like the joyful passages too. I was
0: just curious, you know we 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 certainly have talked about the viewer and whether it's uh, could even be the owner at this point, like we I think we talked about that. And um, it's and the artist, of course. And I wonder if I can switch this question up a little bit and say, uh, if you could entertain or speak with any artist, owner, viewer, or someone you wish would be those things from history or present day, <laughs> And what would you what would you like to ask them? Or, yeah.
2: Um, I wrote down, and this is one of my favorite artists and she like meant a lot to me when I discovered her work at the time when I discovered it and really like read what she said and saw it and everything is, um, Elizabeth Murray. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the PBS series art 21. Right. I love that so much. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, It's so great. And, uh, in her episode, there's this, um, there's this part where she's in her studio and I'm like getting so emotional, <laughs> uh. but she's has, her, it's, she has two daughters in the studio with her and they're like older teenagers or they're probably like in their early twenties yeah. and she's in her studio with them and they are like looking at her paintings with her and um, she's so like open and vulnerable with them. In you know, like she's asking him, like, "Do you like it? What do you think?" I'm like, I'm not sure if it's done. Like that doubt that we've all felt, where and you're, you know, it just feels like awful because you're. It's like when something's not working out, yeah. or you don't you didn't get it. It just feels awful, and you're just like, "Wow, I am so bad at this." Anyway, I saw all that vulnerabil- vulnerability in her, and she was there with her daughters and it, they just were so close. And so, um, like it was such an intimate, like interaction. And I would just, I don't know, part of it's just cause I have, my kids are 13 and 11 and I like, I want to just ask her, like, how did you do that? Like, how did you get those relationships that way? And I mean, besides, you know, all of the Painting advice and life advice. I would want to ask her about. Um, You know, it it was that moment felt so like tender and important. And you know, it's probably partially because my my kids are getting older, and you start thinking a lot about. um, You know, you want that. You know, you want to that with them, and to help let them know like the. important like deeper parts of you and know that about them too but um yeah she was this artist too i was saying i loved the abstract express like i loved art motherwell so much because it was like paint is feeling yes but it was also like so dark and so serious to me and i was like wait where's all like the funny parts and the chaotic, joyful parts and like the lightheartedness. And I found it in her work and in her, you know, the way she talked about how she made her, her paintings and, and her voice. And so, you know, that really was a big deal for me when I like understood all of that and came upon her stuff. And then, you know, to see her having just like this life. She says in that episode, like I love being by myself and I love being in the studio but I need people and I need my family. And I think that's important to hear yeah. um, because it's really true. Right. I mean, this, none of this stuff matters without all of that. Really? So
0: that's it's, it's like. Said. It doesn't have to be this solitary or solitude or even, um, you know, starving. <laughs>
2: no, not at all. Yeah. It doesn't have to be dramatic and it doesn't have to be, um, I mean, it's hard, but it doesn't have to be hard. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. it's well, For such a, I mean, for such a, often, if not the majority of the time, a fun thing to do. And, you know, people like, I think my sister is like, oh, you know, do you want this zipper pouch for your pencils? I'm like, yay. You know, like she, you know, I mean, like they think I'm doing stuff like a kid does and good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, you know, I I shouldn't lie. Part of me was like, I wish you'd like understand what I do, like in my head. But in reality, it's like that, that's, I mean, it was nice that that's, that was the reality that the reality <laughs> that she was like, Oh, hey, you know, like, and she thought of that, you know, like it was just yeah. kind of cool in, in, in its own yeah. way.
2: <laughs> yeah. She like, yeah. she's seeing you.
0: <laughs> What's that?
2: She's seeing you.
0: Yeah. 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 In yeah. her way. Right. You know? And, but the, I'm, I'm still hanging on to that. You know, I still hang on to that, like a oh, serious painter kind of thing, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. but really, you know, like it, it's nice now. It seems so much of the, you know, the interviews and other podcasts and, you know, whether it's uh, feeling sort of a little more open about what's happening with Instagram and yeah, you get to see that it's, it doesn't have to be that. And there can be community, you know, it's, this is stuff that, you know, isn't, isn't at this point, isn't new. It's been happening for years, but like in relation to how long it's been the other way, like maybe it is still kind of new, you know, Mm -hmm. and helpful. So
1: to the process,
2: it goes back to, to that idea that like, you can't, I mean, to try to get to be the most free and wild, you have to be structured and in control, yeah. you know? So if you're like, you know, it just, it makes like the, the moments when you break free feel that much more real and pure because it's not easy to get there, you know? I pulled this quote out from the uh, artist Wangechi Mutu. Um, She had this piece about her profile, about her in the Wall Street Journal magazine. And she says, because she's she's young, she's only 48. But she's like, the things that I react to strongly, I don't question. I just go for them. I don't ask, why am I attracted to you? Like, in a way, you almost have to stop paying attention to... like trying to say it so perfectly and just be like reacting to the materials and your feelings, because that's, I mean, that's really all you have. That's, yeah. that's your own thing, you know, like every, like every musician is playing with the same, however many notes, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, how you put them together.
0: And isn't um, that that really what what we want? In, in you know, regardless of any of those restrictions or kind of rules or rigidity, you know, I'm speaking really for myself too. It's like you know, you got to own it. You know, like uh, like yeah. be don't be afraid of your voice. You know,
2: that's right, exactly.
0: Because the evidence is going to be there anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. But for you know for for whoever needs to hear that, you know, and, you know, including myself.
2: (laughs) Including myself. Yeah, Yeah, I to say that to myself all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, like, just try to, you know, just to make things simple. Like, say things simply in a simple way, you know, like, and that's okay, because I think what people react to in the work is when they, they, it's probably quite a quite simple thing for them as well. Yeah. What they're reacting to, you know, whatever attracts them or makes them stop and look. And that's, that's a more inclusive and like makes us more connected than, um, I don't know, trying to fit into some other box.
0: I just want to thank you for, uh, for the interview and I had a lot of fun.
2: Me too. Thank you, Philip. This is so good.
0: No problem, Sarah. A few thank yous to go out. Thank you, Sarah, for being on the show. And to Fiona Stanberry for offering up some questions for the interview. And thank you for listening. Check out more of Sarah's work on her website, sarahboytsyoder.com or over at Instagram at sarahboytsyoder. May the force be with you. This has been Oddcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening. And keep the dialogue going. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh, come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? <sighs> I'm getting nowhere with this, forget it. Hotcast <laughs> Home is a h t t a s t dot com. Thanks again. Sounds like the party's over, but you can still stay connected. Otcast Audio is on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. And now on Google Podcasts. Otcast Social on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Let's not forget about Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. You know, going back to, you were talking about children or, you know, uh, um, Elizabeth Murray's daughters and, you know, you for yourself. And you, uh, I, one thing that came to mind was that, you know, soon, if not already, you, you'll have probably the best critics you're ever going to have, you know? Yeah. So, and the studio <laughs> visits that'll come. So that's, that's kind of cool.
2: That's right. You're going to make me cry. Oh, <laughs>
0: good. Cause I'm already crying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh having kids was the best thing that happened to me for my work. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about like how to get really, you know, humbled and laid low and not take yourself too seriously anymore and like decenter yourself and your own, you know, like drama drama. I mean, it was that was great for me.